This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Great news on this uh, Monday morning, September 25th. The Abram tanks have arrived in Ukraine. Yes, the latest shipment of U.S. weaponry that we're handing to the uh, Ukrainians to escalate the war has arrived. Um, Not only that, but we learned that uh, U.S. taxpayers are paying the cops, the firefighters, the EMTs in Ukraine. That's what your money's going to. When you look at your paycheck or look at your direct deposit, just know that some of it is going to pay the pensions of retired police officers in Ukraine. Our southern border, of course, is wide open now. Cartel gang members and cartel members are beating up border patrol agents and another another one or two people drown in the Rio Grande over the weekend. That's our compassionate border policy. They're giving standing ovations to actual Nazis in Canada. Real, live, living, breathing Nazis are getting standing O's from Justin Trudeau and Zelensky, uh, a senator, a U.S. senator, is about the most corrupt politician I think I've ever seen. I believe every word of this is the second time New Jersey Senator Bob Menendez has been indicted for corruption. In this case, these guys are just so freaking greedy. I mean, he didn't take a diamond like Hunter Biden. He took gold bars. He didn't take a Porsche like Hunter Biden. He took uh, a Mercedes. He didn't take $30 million like the Biden crime family. He took... uh, 500, what was the number? $560,000 cash, which they found stuffed in his pockets of his coat. And uh, the fingerprints on the money matched the guy, the corrupt, the guy he was protecting who paid him the money. So we got a, a U.S. Senator, Senator in a lot of trouble. He's doing a press conference today where he's going to say this is anti-Hispanic or anti-Latino discrimination. That's why they've indicted him. Oh, I forgot. He also took exercise equipment and a recliner. <laughs> I'm sorry. When you're going to be this corrupt, this dirty, this filthy, this this unethical, you got to be a little more subtle. Jesus, these people, they just don't uh, know when to stop. We're going to get to all that. There's so much going on here today. So much important stuff in the world, you know, war and, and Nazis and government corruption. But let's, I think we have to start with the most important story, the biggest story around the globe. Nothing more important than the fact that Taylor Swift went to a Kansas City Chiefs game. It is leading the news. It is top of all the, it's on the front of the New York Post with all the stuff going on, with all the stuff I just listed it's on the front page of the New York Post. Taylor Swift went to the Chiefs game and watched her new boy, her new beau, uh, score a touchdown. And then we found out that uh, Patrick Mahomes threw him the touchdown because, you know, she was there. We're watching the video. Who is the guy to her left on our right? There's a guy who's got sunglasses, and he's just going absolutely crazy. I think he's with her, like some kind of aide or security or agent. And he's just bouncing off the walls because this guy that he's just met, this guy that she just met, happened to score a touchdown. And they act like, you know, this is a family member, you know, scoring a game-winning touchdown in the Super Bowl. I never disliked Travis Kelsey. I always thought he was kind of a fun guy to watch play. He seemed like he had a real effervescent personality. He seemed like he was good for the game. Great, great pass catcher. Not a great tight end. I watched him one game when he was playing the Patriots. He barely blocks. He can't be bothered to block half the time. He just kind of floats around and waits for his chance to uh, 
to catch the ball. Great receiver, pass receiving touch uh, tight end with a great quarterback, obviously. But I hate him now. And this has very little to do with it. This has well, the fact that he's dating Taylor Swift. Good luck to him. It sounds like, you know, that those two kids will probably have a good time. And in two weeks from now, it'll be over. That's my prediction. It'll last two weeks. But this was on the heels of one of the most obnoxious, ill-advised things I've seen an NFL star ever do. Over the weekend, if you missed it, we got introduced to the new spokesman for the Pfizer shot, the new spokesman for the clot shot, and it is Travis Kelsey, NFL star, healthy 33-year-old. And I get the sense that they're targeting young, healthy males who are the last people, as we all know, who should be taking the shot. They don't need it. We know that now. This is the most transparent money grab I think I've ever seen. We know even the most ill-informed person out there knows that maybe if the the vaccine works at all, maybe you would recommend it to elderly people, to obese people, to immunocompromised people. There is no way that they should even allow healthy 20, 25-year-old, 30-year-old guys or girls for that matter to go anywhere near this. No, no, No one, no responsible parent would want their child to get this vaccine. The people suffering from the side effects, from the vaccine injuries, are the people he's talking to here. And I know he's not the brightest guy. I've seen him speak. I've heard him. I've read about him. He's not, he was never, you know, (laughs) a Rhodes Scholar. But he must know that. He's in a locker room full of young, healthy males most of whom I assume have no intention of getting another shot. They don't need it. They don't want it. They know they are in no risk of hospitalization, hospitalization or death. They know they've probably all had COVID. They know it's no big deal. They know, as NBC News said two weeks ago, doctors can't tell the difference between COVID and the flu or COVID and a common cold. So you know what you do? You do the same thing. With COVID, did you do when you get a cold? Maybe you take some NyQuil or Sudafed, you stay home for a day, you rest, you sleep, you drink your fluids, and you get better. You don't have to go get the shot, which could permanently affect you. But that didn't stop Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey has a four-year, $57 million contract. Travis Kelsey has dozens of endorsements. Hell, he's got a podcast with his brother, probably makes him some good money. He is fabulously wealthy. He's made more money than he will ever be able to spend. And his career's not over. But when it is, he'll be on TV. You know, he'll be doing endorsements. He'll be doing commercials. He's very telegenic. Why does he need Pfizer's money? Is Do you think he's just ignorant to the side effects and ignorant to the, to the risk people take, young, healthy people take when they get uh, convinced? persuaded that some, for some reason they need this shot. And it's not enough that he's pushing the COVID shot. He's pushing the flu shot too. And he wants you to know you can get two band-aids just like him. God, I find this commercial so obnoxious. I hope everybody's mocking it the way we are. I hope nobody's listening to him. I hope the money was worth it, Travis, because you're a, you are just, you're a bad guy. A bad guy in my mind. I can't stand you. 
I never disliked you. I kind of liked you. Kind of enjoy watching you play. I enjoy watching Mahomes. It's got nothing to do with Taylor Swift. Good luck for her, but she'll be in and out of your life in a day. You're going to convince some young kid to get this shot, and then he's going to have heart trouble, and that's on you, Travis. That's on you. Let's watch the commercial, the most obnoxious TV commercial I think I've ever seen a professional athlete do. Go ahead, play this. Travis, did you know you can get this season's COVID-19 shot when you get your flu shot? Oh, two things at once. Two things at once! Two things at once! once. I'll have the... Two things at once, please. Now, back to two things at once. Two things at once. That's not two things at once. Um... Travis, ask about getting this season's COVID-19 shot when getting your flu shot. Ooh, Travis got two Band-Aids, including a blue one. He picked the blue one. And his mother's in the commercial. First of all, is it, did you find that funny at all? Humorous? I mean, two things at once. And he's, if you're just listening, he's, he's bench pressing a reporter who's got a microphone in his mouth, in his face. And I don't know what else he's doing. He's in a hot air balloon doing something. Uh, saying two things at once. Hopefully this thing falls flat. It doesn't convince anybody. Uh, but, but it's one thing if we just said, if you believe that you, you, know, you believe the vaccine works or you believe people should take it like most Democrats or people who are ignorant, ill-informed people. It's another thing to take their money, take Pfizer's money and push it on kids who don't need it. God, I find this so, so obnoxious. I cannot believe uh, he agreed to do this. I guess, you know, Pfizer still, as we know, Pfizer's this company has made billions and billions. And ever since uh, COVID, there's, I forget the number, like a couple of hundred billionaires at Pfizer. We know they've, they've paid uh, royalties to corrupt bureaucrats like Fauci and Walensky. We know that the money is what it's all about. Uh, but... It, 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 it wasn't worth it, Travis. Bad move. Here's what I here's what I didn't like about the Taylor Swift thing. First of all, the people in the box were just like performing for the cameras. You know, Taylor Swift, maybe she loves Travis. He's he's a handsome guy. He's a big, strong, athletic guy. But not only does he uh, bring her to the game, which is fine, but he parades her through. This looks like the locker room. I think it's an area outside the locker room. I can't believe Taylor would walk around the locker room, but... He leaves the locker room wearing the most ridiculous outfit I think I've ever seen. Well, maybe not. There's a lot of ridiculous outfits in the NFL, but what is he wearing? It looks like, it looks like a, a, a female uh, uh, outfit or pajamas or something. Bizarro looking outfit. And he walks past the crowd, past the cameras, holding hands with Taylor Swift. I'm telling you, uh, until Kaepernick comes back, I'm going to root harder against this guy than against anybody and I got nothing <laughs> against Patrick Mahomes or Andy Reid anyone else in the Chiefs but God this guy with the in one weekend pushing the Pfizer clot shot and uh, and uh, parading in front of the cameras with Taylor Swift uh, here's Patrick Mahomes explaining why he had to throw a touchdown to uh, by the way I would I would say I'm gonna root against the Chiefs now but uh, it doesn't really matter. They're playing the Jets this week. <laughs> That's the featured game on CBS, the Chiefs and the Jets. We'll get to the Jets and their quarterback, who is an absolute disaster. Uh, and I know it's easy to pick on QBs and blame the QB if you don't really know what you're watching. That's what people do. But I don't remember too many guys more overmatched 
mentally than than uh, Zach Wilson, and we saw that against the Patriots. But let's listen to Mahomes explain why he threw a touchdown to uh, to Travis Kelsey. Good. It's a work in progress, but it was fun to kind of have this offensive explosion and get things going in the right direction. Um, it, we got to keep building. We got to keep building a lot of young receivers. Um, I was glad to get the run game going and get some of those guys going as well. I was going to say, what did you enjoy the most about this offense clicking today? What did you like? Yeah, I think uh, getting the run game going. The was transition the from I real mean, to this it gets is lost, crazy. You know, when you see the high flying of the NFL today, but when you get that run game going, the whole offense goes. And I was uh, proud of the O line and the running backs doing that. Three touchdowns for you today. Listen, you're a guy that can deal with some pressure. Forget the pressure from Kansas. Kansas City Chiefs fans, do you realize how much pressure there was on you today from the Swifties to get Travis Kelsey a touchdown with Taylor in the house today? Yeah, I heard that. I heard she was in the house. Uh, did you feel it? Did you feel the pressure, Patrick? I felt a little bit of pressure, um, and so I knew I had to get it to Travis. And of course, it's on a route that Travis he, he he does his own thing and just makes up a route and I throw it to him. So uh, I think he wanted to get in the end zone just as much as uh, all the Swifties wanted him to. Appreciate you. Thanks for having fun with us. <laughs> Appreciate you. Thanks for having fun. See, I, I like him. I got nothing problem, but we know about his brother, Jackson Mahomes. Uh, by the way, is he going to trial soon? He's been charged with whatever it is, sexual assault. We know his wife. She's obnoxious too. So, and we know Andy Reed uh, enabled his son, Britt Reed, the uh, former assistant coach who uh, destroyed the life of a young child while driving drunk, leaving the stadium. So I think, I'm all in on rooting against the Chiefs, which means I'll have to root for the uh, the Bills and the Dolphins to come out of the AFC because it sure doesn't seem like my Bengals are going to make it. We're going to get to the NFL because it was a wild Sunday. And there was, I mean, the Miami Dolphins are just off, off the charts. This team, this offense is so good. Plus, I bounced back nicely with, uh, I believe, a 4-1 uh, and one day. Uh, four and one weekend. So I definitely want to get back to the NFL, but we have to get to so much more. We have to get to the, the Nazi that they're cheering for in Canada. We have to get to this, this crook Bob Menendez, uh, who's I think his biggest mistake was not being born to Biden. If you had to, if you had to sum it up, boil it down, not being born. To, if you were born and bought Biden, Bob Menendez, you would have not a care, not a worry in the world. And we will get to the uh, 60 Minutes report, which is just going to make you feel so good about the taxes you're paying right now. We're going to explain to you or they're going to explain to you where um, where all your tax money is going as uh, as they continue to just send billions and billions to Ukraine. And if we have time. We'll let AOC explain why she bought a Tesla and why she's going to get rid of her Tesla. God, what an idiot. But first. Today's show is sponsored by Nutrisense. You hear that? That was the sound of the Nutrisense biosensor. It's a small device that you put on the back of your arm that then provides real-time feedback on how your body responds to the foods that you're eating, your exercise, stress, even your sleep. With Nutrisense, you just take a photo of your meal, adjust for portion size, and Nutrisense does the rest. Nutrisense helps you track your data, see your glucose trends, and understand your macronutrient breakdown for each meal. You also get an overall glucose score for each meal based on your body's response. You'll be matched with a board-certified nutritionist who will review your data and answer all your questions. Plus, they can help you with a personalized nutrition plan so that you can achieve your goals. You should try Nutrisense today. It will open your eyes in profound ways to how your food, exercise, and lifestyle choices are affecting you. 
What's more, it empowers you with a real-time feedback loop showing the consequences of your food and lifestyle choices. You can get all that today. NutriSense has a special offer for our listeners. Visit NutriSense.com slash Callahan and use code word Callahan to start decoding your body's messages and pave the way for a healthier life. Be sure to tell them you learned about NutriSense on the Callahan Show. That's NutriSense.com slash Callahan to save $30 off your first month, plus get a month of board-certified nutritionist support. Uh, did you see this poll over the weekend? This is hilarious. Uh, there's a new poll came out. Washington Post associate, I mean, a Washington Post ABC poll. And uh, Washington Post uh, wants you to know they don't really think it's legit. It's, you know, it's their poll. Washington Post says the poll that they did showing Donald Trump up by nine over Joe Biden is an outlier. They pulled 1,061 people, I believe. Uh, even number of Republicans and Democrats, they claim. And uh, it shows uh, Trump beating Biden by nine. Yeah, 1,006 adults. Margin of error, 3.5%. Uh, they said it was a typical, uh, dem demographics were typical, 25% identified as Democrat, 25% as Republicans, 42% as independents. Uh, the Washington Post says it is an outlier. It's not legit. Um, I think it is, and I'll tell you why. People are, one reason, the border, one reason. The more Biden lets people cross illegally into the border, the more he works to destroy the country, the closer it gets to people. I mean, you, for the most part, if you were to ask people two years ago, are Biden's open border policies affecting you? You'd hear no from probably 95% of the country, whether it's Arizona or Texas, they were getting decimated. Working class towns were being destroyed. That's the price Joe Biden is willing to pay or the Democrats are willing to pay to win future elections. But once the the governor started putting them on planes and buses, sending them around the country, that just means more and more people each day are waking up to the most impeachable offense, the most egregious offense this corrupt crook in the White House is committing against this country. They see it, they feel it, hell, blue places, blue cities, blue uh, states are, are uh, waking up to it. And that, that has to lead eventually to people bailing on Joe Biden, because there's only one answer. There's only one way to stop the invasion. It's vote this bum out. It's pretty simple. I mean, there's a lot of issues. Obviously, there's a debate, Republican debate tomorrow night. We'll hear all the issues and we'll hear about race and climate change and all the usual stuff. But this is the biggest issue. This is what Republicans should be focused on. This is why Trump is beating Biden by nine points in a Washington Post poll. The border. You see it, you feel it. I spoke to a teacher over the weekend from Maine who said half her class is from Angola and their kids, she's an elementary school teacher and they, most of them don't speak English when they show up. That's affecting everybody. In, that's in Maine. It's in New York, Massachusetts. It's obviously in Chicago. It's all over the country and it's going to get worse. I honestly starting to think, starting to think Democrats are willing to sacrifice this, this cadaver in the White House, just let him lose in 2024 and they'll never lose again because the country will be just overtaken with illegal aliens who will soon be on a pathway to citizenship. They'll get their IDs, they'll get jobs, they'll get driver's license and soon enough they will get to vote. That is the plan. That is why people are 
people they're, they're, uh, are waking up. They're opening their eyes. They're seeing what the Biden plan is, and it's not good for the country. I think that is a legit poll, even though the Washington Post says its own poll is not real. Don't it? Yeah. Don't believe what you see. It's an outlier. Screw you. You know what else people are fed up with? Ukraine. Sick of it. Tired of it. I mean, initially, whatever, a year and a half ago, they were like, yeah, the poor Ukraine. Now, people, I mean, the New York Jets have a Ukrainian flag on their helmet, and they were getting mocked relentlessly for that on uh, on Twitter. But the Biden, in the new budget, if they pass the uh, continuing resolution, which hopefully they won't, it's I believe it's another three hundred and twenty five million for Ukraine and the Abrams tanks just arrived today to escalate the war, get us even more involved. But 60 minutes, 60 minutes has this report and tell me the average American isn't going to be uh, if they pay attention, if they hear this isn't going to be sickened by this. People are struggling. I know that sounds like a cliche. But if you go to the grocery store, if you're trying to buy a car, if you put a kid through college, if you're trying to buy a house, you feel it. I mean, the, the economy's terrible, despite the lies from the Biden administration and the Biden stooges in the media. People know uh, costs are way up. Wages are down. That's bad. That's that hurts. They feel it. And then they have to find out that their money is going to pay government bureaucrats salaries in Ukraine and their pensions and just about everything else. I mean, literally it's almost $3,000 per citizen of Ukraine that we've sent to them since the start of the war. Again, $700 for the people of Maui, hell nothing for the people of Texas and $3,000 each for the citizens of Ukraine, a country no one could find on a map two years ago, a country most people really don't care about. I mean, they've been at war with Russia before and they've fought, you know, they've taken territory and given it back. And it's never going to end because Biden doesn't want it to end. This is, again, a reason he has to lose in 2024 so we can bring an end to this pointless war. Anyway, let's listen to 60 Minutes explain where your tax money is going to, America. It's got to make you feel good. Go ahead. American taxpayers are financing more than just weapons. We discovered the U.S. government's buying seeds and fertilizer for Ukrainian farmers and covering the salaries of Ukraine's first responders, all 57,000 of them. That includes the team that trains this rescue dog named Joy to comb through the wreckage of Russian strikes looking for survivors. And the U.S. also funds the divers, who we saw clearing unexploded ammunition from the country's rivers to make them safe again for swimming and fishing. Russia's invasion shrank Ukraine's economy by about a third. We were surprised to find that to keep it afloat, the US government is subsidizing small businesses. Oh my God. Anyone, is anyone okay with this? I mean, your heart can break for the people of Ukraine, but we got problems here too. We're subsidizing small businesses. We're paying firemen and cops. We're buying their fertilizer for them, not for us, for them, their seeds and fertilizer. We're paying for their cadaver dogs. Ah, 
we don't do that for, for everybody in this country. Do we pay for everybody's fertilizer and seeds? But we do it for Ukraine. In, there's a simple solution. End the war. As we've said for a year and a half, somebody say, stand up and say, end this madness. I mean, you look at the territory. If you ever seen the map that the, that the Ukraine's counteroffensive took back territory, they took back like a, a little sliver of the Donbass region was supposed to say, oh, good, it's working. They're going to win. We're going to win. We're winning. Uh, no, they're not going to win. The only way this can end is if somebody stands up. Obviously, Biden is corrupt. He's compromised. He's never going to do it. Somebody should be standing up in Congress, in the media, leading this. Not just Trump, who says he can do it in 24 hours. Somebody else stand up and say, end this madness. Hell, Robert Kennedy Jr. says it, and the media won't even put him on TV. They won't put him on their shows. He can't get on CNN or MSNBC to explain why we must end this war. I think that's a good reason. So we can stop paying the 57,000 first responders in a country 5,000 miles away that nobody gave a thought to until a year and a half ago. And now we're playing all their, paying all their cops and their firemen. Uh, it's just, and government employees, by the way. And as Trump, as Biden said uh, a few uh, months ago, we're just sending them money because they need a little pocket money. They need money in their pockets. We're sending money to bureaucrats in Ukraine so they have spending cash. Not sure when this is going to end, but we are going to look back and say, what a mistake. What insanity. We're going to find out just why, just how compromised, just what they have on Joe Biden. I think I have, I have my suspicions, but they got stuff on him. And this isn't going to end until he is out. What are we looking at here? Is Joe Biden uh, handing the guy cash? <laughs> uh, this is Biden with Zelensky this past week. Oh, God. And I think people are sick of Zelensky, too. They really are. I'm, I'm sick of Zelensky. You've had enough. Get get lost. Go fight your war. I mean, he wanted to address a joint session of Congress, and Kevin McCarthy, to his credit, said no. No deal. But this is Biden with Zelensky, and then he heads north. And we'll tell you how this went. How the, uh, Zelensky was up in front of Parliament in Canada over the weekend with Justin Trudeau and the big crowd and they kept giving Zelensky all these standing ovations because they love this endless war in Canada too. All the big liberals love this war. I'm not sure why. I know they hate Putin, but why do they so love this little thug? Anyway, this is, if you haven't seen this story, it is incredible. Uh, the fellow, the fellow's name is uh, Yaroslav Hunka. He's 98 years old. He got introduced to parliament in, um, by a member of parliament in, in front of the whole big crowd, the whole session in, of, of parliament. And he got a standing ovation and he wept openly. Can we play this? Uh, this is real. Almost feels like it's, it's a parody or some kind of meme. Like someone made this up like Zelensky did, by the way, Zelensky's team, when he spoke to the uh, UN, they went to a crowd shot to show that it was a big crowd. They were cheering. But they forgot one thing. Zelensky was in the crowd. See, he didn't get a big ovation. He didn't have a big audience. So they spliced it to make it look like he did because they used an earlier speech from someone else when the place was full. Zelensky was in the crowd cheering, cheering for himself. That's just, you know, that's how they operate. But uh, 
Here he is up in Canada the other day uh, as he and Trudeau gave a big round of applause to uh, Yaroslav Hunka. Go ahead. Zelensky's speech received at least a dozen standing ovations. There was also one for this man, a 98-year-old Ukrainian-Canadian who fought for Ukrainian independence against the Russians during the Second World War. Fought for Ukrainian independence against the Russians. That's the report. That's him. He's crying. They're they're cheering. They're standing. They're going crazy. Well, you know what? She wasn't lying. He fought for Ukrainian independence from the Russians with the Nazis. He's an actual Nazi. Yaroslav Hunka was with the uh, uh, SS, the Waffen SS. A Ukrainian unit. Um, the uh, the leaders in Canada were left. This is from the uh, Independent, UK Independent. Were left red faced when House Speaker Anthony Rota apologized after it emerged that Hunker served in the 14th Waffen SS Grenadier Division, a voluntary unit made up of ethnic Ukrainians under Nazi command. This guy should have been executed. Instead, he's getting a standing ovation and he's crying. I read, I, I read half a dozen stories on this because I find it fascinating. I like when they bring old Nazis to justice. I think they should die in prison. I think they should be executed, even if they're 110. It's important to show that you, we like to say, never forget. Well, you shouldn't forget. You shouldn't forget what they did. Worst, the worst atrocity in, in you know, the last, whatever, hundreds of years. The worst atrocity in modern times, without question. These were absolute monsters. They threw children into uh, the gas chambers. They shot and killed children. I don't sure how many Jews Mr. Hunka killed. And uh, I know everyone's embarrassed that he got uh, that he got a standing ovation. But why is he walking free? Why is he not in prison to, for the rest of his life? Period. He should die in a Canadian prison or a German prison or some prison, if not be executed. I, I'm sorry. There are people who are going to laugh this off. I'm not, I'm not finding it particularly humorous. This, they, they, they introduced him as if he were a hero. He fought, look at him there. God, it just, these, these people, this make me sick. They really do. You didn't know that the guy was fighting with the Nazis. Who else was fighting Russia in World War II? I mean, didn't you kind of know the other team was the Nazi Germany and in Italy and Japan, if you want to look at the whole world. But didn't you know that people fighting Russia, we were on Russia's side, you idiots. God, this this story is just amazing. And they're apologized, although I can't find anywhere what they've done with Yaroslav Hunka. Zelensky knew, but Zelensky has Nazis fighting with him now, today. So he didn't, he doesn't mind. He hates Russians. He hates everything about Russia. So, you know, if he has to team up with Nazis, actual Nazis, he's okay. He's all in. But all right, we should uh, move on from uh, that story. I guess, you know, Canada is such a joke now. Everything up there, it's just embarrassing. They, they, they called truckers. Truckers during the protests in Ottawa during COVID, they called them Nazis. They seized their property, their trucks. They froze their bank accounts. Why? Because the truckers wanted to go to work. 
because the truckers wanted to earn a living, support their family. And Trudeau was such a lockdown maniac that anybody that even challenged him, he was ready to throw in prison. They threw priests and ministers in prison for holding services during COVID. Hell, they still uh, persecute pro-lifers and conservative Christians up there. They don't have the First Amendment, that, that tricky little First Amendment. Pesky, pesky little First Amendment. So they have no problem throwing people in jail for things they say. And they'll stand, the same guy will stand and cheer for an actual Nazi. Canada is lost. It feels like Canada is gone. We are, we don't no longer have a democracy uh, right next door or right above us. That is a dictatorship up there and it's going to get worse. But uh, speaking of uh, corrupt politicians, we have to get to this Menendez guy. Man, this story is just so wild. He's holding a press conference today. Uh, he, he asked if he could hold a press conference at Colin Powell Elementary School. I think he went there in New Jersey. They turned him down. They said they want no part of him. John Fetterman, who probably doesn't even understand what's going on, is calling for him to step down, to quit. Fetterman. So good for Fetterman. There's going to be more and more Democrats. They many of them have an ulterior motive. They want it to appear the Department of Justice is not biased, is not in the tank for the Democrats, which they are. Well, they're in the tank for the Bidens. But this guy is so blatantly, brazenly corrupt. Again, it's like with the with the Biden family. I mean, if you're going to be on the take, if you're going to be taking bribes, don't you have to be, I don't know, a little subtle, a little strategic? Don't you have to be careful? This guy was Googling, how much are my gold bars worth? Oh, uh, let me get the details. It's it's remarkable. Uh, well, the guy we all know has been corrupt his whole career. He's 69 years old. He was the head of the Foreign Relations, uh, Foreign Relations Committee. The head of the Foreign Relations Committee was taking money to protect Egypt. That was one of his clients. Uh, they called for him to... Uh, to step down. He said, I'm not going anywhere. He blamed it on bias or prejudice against Latinos. <laughs> yeah. Cause you know, if he were, if he weren't uh, Cuban, we just looked the other way. Uh, when he took hundreds of thousands in bribes, gold bars, a Mercedes Benz commercial, a convertible cash and exercise machines and an air purifier. This guy took everything that wasn't nailed down. He was taking to do the bidding of some corrupt Jersey businessmen and the country of uh, Egypt. He used his position, his power to protect Egypt uh, because they were paying him cash, (laughs) big, big piles of cash. And uh, he was just grabbing it with both hands. He has this wife, this, I don't know if you call her a trophy wife. She's kind of, uh, she's kind of slutty looking dresses. She's got one picture. She's got a dress that like has a slit that goes like up to her, you know, waist. Uh, she's like younger than him. Not his first wife. His daughter, by the way, is an anchor on uh, MSNBC. I'm not sure if she's been covering the story too closely, um, but she, she took the wife took a uh, Mercedes Benz C-Class sedan. They also took 13 gold bars, $566,000 in cash, which FBI agents agents found, quote, stuffed in envelopes after a June 2022 search of his home. Uh, His wife was also indicted. You know what's weird? I don't hear anyone defending him by saying, so his wife is a crook. 
does that make him a bad guy? We only do that with the Bidens. Joe Biden, who has nine family members taking cash from communist China and a son who's taken a Porsche and a diamond and a brother who's taken millions from our adversaries overseas. People say, yeah, there's nothing connecting Joe to that. Uh, yeah, there is. That's how it works. Joe crafts policy and uh, the clients pay the other Bidens to keep uh, the trail away from the uh, head of the crime family. Um Menendez's wife had a longstanding relationship with a real estate developer who bribed the couple with gold bars in cash. They sold some of the gold bars last year for $200,000. How do you think you're going to get away with this? How do you think that they're not going to, I guess maybe it's Democrat privilege. You think you're like a Biden. You think you're protected. You think the DOG has your back. But the story is just so, so incriminating. I'm not really sure. I know we beat the, beat the rap last time when he took money to protect some crook uh, uh, eye doctor in Florida. But this is, seems much more detailed, much more in-depth. Uh, and I don't see how you defend it. He has to quit. Uh, New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy, who appointed him, or no, he didn't appoint him, Corzine did, uh, is uh, demanding he step down. He stepped down from the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. I guess that's something. Um, yeah, in his last case, he took $1 million in private jet flights, vacations in secure in uh, return for securing a visa for this Florida ophthalmologist. And he went to trial. He went to the Dominican, by the way, and was in like an Epstein situation, a bunch of young girls. That's the kind of guy the Democrats elect to this. Oh, geez. See if you can get this picture of his wife. Uh, It's not a dress, it's jeans. And they're slit, cut all the way up to her midsection. And she's like 60 years old and he's 69 years old and she looks like like a common street walker. But I think he's going to struggle with this defense. I think he's going to be going to jail where he belongs. Next time, you know, Try to be a little subtle, you know, put a little thought into it, you crook. I have to, I forgot to check out MSNBC and see if his daughter's covering the story. Uh, but uh, I'll have to do that. All right, let's get to, uh, before we get to our NFL, well, our NFL talk, I got to do this uh, AOC. AOC doing an interview. AOC hates Elon Musk. We know that famously. I mean, I think she kind of lusts after him, but pretends to hate him because she's, He's an evil capitalist, capitalist, and, you know, he only pays whatever it is, $11 billion a year in taxes. Not enough, not his fair share. He only did, created, you know, the, the greatest electric vehicle ever. There she is. That's, that's Menendez's wife, Nadine. What are those? She's wearing, I've never seen pants like that. You get to see a little too much. I'd say. She's like an old... I mean, that's actually an old lady. If that's Giselle Bouchton or something, I'd say if that's even Taylor Swift. This old woman's like in her 60s. What is she thinking? It's from the school of Jill Biden. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But she got her, there's a text where she sends her husband the uh, text because she just got the the Mercedes delivered. She says, oh, we are proud owners of a Mercedes G-Class sedan. And of course, the Google search. Uh, how much is a kilo of gold worth? <laughs> is there any criminal who doesn't indict himself by Googling anymore? As I always say, 
lots of ways, in lots of ways, the cops have a tougher job now than they used to. You got Democrats painting them as racists, you know, violent thugs trying to defund them. In other ways, their job's a little easier because idiots like Bob Menendez Google search and indict themselves. The answer is so, uh, 62 grand, by the way. 62 grand for a kilo? Now, he must have, I mean, I don't know how big a kilo is, but he had a bunch of gold bars. I think they had the fingerprints on the person paying him off also. The money has the fingerprints. The cash that he was stashing in his bedroom has the fingerprints on it of the guy paying the senator to do his bidding. It's going to be a tough rap to beat, but uh, good luck to this scumbag who should have been in prison a long, long time ago. I'm not ready to put AOC in prison, but AOC was asked why she drives a Tesla. Teslas are made with non-union workers, and Tesla is owned by evil Elon Musk, who committed the crime of allowing free speech on his platform, Twitter, or X. It is still amazing that the Democrats hate him for that opening it up to more free speech, more robust debate, allowing people like, oh, the former president, maybe the next president, to actually uh, go on his platform and tweet. Allowing that has made him public enemy number one. Oh, Biden's corrupt DOJ is investigating him for, among other things, hiring too many Americans. Imagine that. Liz Warren has been calling him out and accusing him of all kinds of crimes and uh, but uh, AOC was asked on this, what is this face the nation? Yep. Why she still has a Tesla if she hates Musk and they are not uh, made by union workers. And uh, listen to this perfectly lucid, coherent uh, explanation. Go ahead. You were quoted back in July saying you look forward to buying a union made electric vehicle, but you buy but you currently have a non-union made mm -hmm. Tesla. UAW already makes some electric vehicles. Yes. So why wasn't that? Is it a problem with the the quality? Is it a problem with the style? Is the market just not there? Uh, no, the, our car was purchased uh, during the pandemic when travel mass, before a, a vaccine had come out. So travel between New York and Washington, the safest way that we had determined was an EV. But that was prior to um, some of the new models coming out on the market that had the range available. Uh, but we're actually looking into trading in our car now so we're looking into it and hopefully we will soon what <laughs> because of the pandemic she needed a tesla because it had better range i guess is the point but she's going to get rid of it because she bought it and you know put money in elon Musk's pocket but she wants to get rid of it because what because they weren't made by union they weren't made by union employees before the pandemic. They weren't made by union employees during the pandemic. What What is she talking about? <laughs> she just went, uh, she just had a, a left wing brain short circuit when she just went, uh, vaccine pandemic, but <laughs> just saying whatever comes so, to her mind. I mean, I'm sorry. The horses left the barn, uh, uh, AOC liberals, half the liberals in the country have already bought their Teslas. They didn't care that they weren't made by UAW workers. They didn't care then. They don't care now. You are not trading yours in for whatever. I hope we get over this electric car thing because nobody wants them. They're forcing the companies to make them. The government's going to mandate in certain places that you have to drive an electric car. Buses, school buses are electric. It's making no difference. The idea that somehow you're saving the earth is just so stupid. But 
we don't have to get into that again. We've done our, enough. Uh, oh, there was there was another appearance by John Kerry. I'm not doing it today. John Kerry, who <laughs> looks like he passed away like three years ago, screaming about how we have to stop agriculture. Sure, we have to stop agriculture to save the earth. Let's stop feeding the world. Maybe people will die and there won't be, our carbon footprint won't be as big. And of course, at the same time, we're paying for the seeds and the fertilizer in Ukraine. Uh, all right, we got to get to uh, this NFL Sunday. What a wild weekend. Uh, Dolphins, uh, Arizona beating Dallas, the Patriots surviving. Uh, and of course, Travis Kelsey wearing his pajamas and walking out of the stadium with uh, Taylor Swift. Ugh. Man, uh, but first, uh, as, 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 excuse me. As you know, Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. This is your spring project, people. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great uh, values on designs that will fit your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town and do it now. Do it this spring. No reason not to. You know that removing the stairs is a pain. They're heavy. They're awkward. And where do you take them when you get rid of them? Shay will take care of all that for you. They Leave it to them. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll get a brand-new front entrance. Learn more at SheaConcrete.com. And while you're there, you can look for a job. Shea Concrete is hiring. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. That's it. Go to shakeconcrete.com. All right. We're waiting to see if uh, those Abram tanks are being used now to kill, kill a bunch of kids in Ukraine. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. Wouldn't want to end this. Would not want to end this. It's really, really, you know, good thing for humanity. Anyway, uh, over the week, um, yesterday in the NFL, it was wild. The NFL is so wild and so unpredictable, except if you're me this weekend when I, Went four for five and got out of the, dug myself out of the hole. But yeah. uh, you watch, here's, here's, what the, here's the problem the Jets have, is Zach Wilson is the sec, was the second pick in the draft, making a lot of money. He's got a great arm. He can move in the pocket. He looks like a quarterback. He walks like a quarterback. He throws like a quarterback. He's not an NFL quarterback. He was a hell of a player in college. Different game. He and I know it's easy <clears throat> to blame the quarterback because that's what we do. In this case, it applies. That jet jet team, Jets team is a good team. Hell, they won. Uh, they beat. Uh, Would they beat Dallas? No, uh, they beat. Uh, shoot, I watched the game. They won on a punt return for a touchdown. Who'd they beat? Uh, and um, they certainly should have, could have beaten the Patriots if they had a quarterback. If Aaron Rodgers didn't go down on the fourth play of the season. That team is at least two and one, maybe three and zero, oh, maybe Buffalo. Uh, who's that? Buffalo is that what you're talking about? That game? Yes, when uh, that's when uh, yeah, the game they they won. That's what I'm talking about. The game Buffalo. they won. And Josh Allen threw three picks, and they won on a punt return for a touchdown. They're three and zero, oh, or you know, two and one at least if they have Aaron Rodgers back, and they're right in the mix in the AFC. Rodgers goes down. This kid. Zach Wilson steps in and he stinks. He had many, many chances to get rid of the ball, 
it wasn't the offensive line's fault. It wasn't the def- uh, the the receiver's fault for the most part. Here's the problem. He finished. He had a terrible game. I think, think he finished 18 for 36. Um, zero picks. You know what the problem is? That he had zero picks. He played that game like he was afraid to throw a pick because he doesn't want He knows it'll look bad. They'll boo him. It'll, it'll be on his record. He never took any chances. He's dropping back on third and whatever, 18 or something, and either taking a sack or throwing short in the flat. And I'm saying, you have to launch that thing downfield, throw it 50 yards. One of three or four things can happen. Either your guy catches it, they pick it off, or you get an interference. Those are all fine outcomes. You throw a 50-yard pass on third and long and they pick it off, so what? He was afraid to throw a pick because he didn't want to pick on his record. He should have gone out there and said, I'm going to let that thing fly. If I get picked, fine. The sacks were his fault. He had time to throw. The 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 uh, lack of first downs, the the problem with the offense, his fault. And then it, they try to protect him by running the ball over and over again. That doesn't work. You can't win in the NFL. You have to throw, and you have to throw in rhythm. You have to get rid of the ball. I mean, the last series they had, I think it was the last series. Might have, they had a few seconds at the end, but it's fourth and – 18, I think, or fourth and 15, and he throws like a five-yard pass, and the game's over. That's a mental mistake. That's not an option. You can't do that. You have to throw it down the field. And he's incapable, and they were booing, and they're going to keep booing, and they're fighting on the sidelines, and they're going to keep fighting because the quarterback is the problem, and they're going to send him back out there again. They have no intention, says Robert Salah, the the coach who doesn't even blink on the sideline. It's like he doesn't even breathe. I'm just sitting there going, ah, he looks like uh, John Fetterman looking blankly at the field, watching this team where they've invested so much and brought in all these new guys and put together a damn good defense and their QB sucks. Uh, and apparently that's not going to change. They're playing the Chiefs Sunday. That means another W for Team Swifty, which is too bad. But there were so many. So much drama. The Miami Dolphins put up 70, 70 points, mm-hmm. which is just amazing. Denver is now 0-3 under Sean Payton. Miami goes, uh, sets the first team in NFL history, in NFL history with 350 yards passing and 350 yards rushing. They had 726 yards. The NFL record, as we all know, is 735 yards from the 1951 Rams. That's 70, whatever, two years ago. They have a chance to break the record. They took a knee and let the clock run out. I give him credit for that. That would have looked like a dick move. Mike McDaniel knows what he's doing. 70 points, second most in NFL history. The Washington Redskins in 1966 scored 72. Mm -hmm. This offense is scary. We saw it last week. We talked about it. Tua is the anti-Zach Wilson. He knows exactly what he's doing. He knows where his guy's going to be. He knows how much time he has in the pocket. He gets rid of the ball in rhythm. He is a joy to watch. And that team with Buffalo um, heading you know, down the stretch, that's the problem the Patriots have. They beat the Jets without Aaron Rodgers. Congratulations. Patriots were one about one foot away on the Hail Mary at the end of the game. Randall Cobb had it, almost pulled it in. Mm-hmm. He makes that catch the Patriots 0-3. They're 1-2. They're done. 
because their division is damn good. So good. Times have changed. The script has been flipped. And now the uh, Bills and the Dolphins are kicking ass and the Patriots and the Jets are just, it is cannot. It is highly up. possible though, that Tua does go down at any moment with a career it's, ending concussion. Well, he's got the little special helmet and I think they're going to do everything they can protect him or tell him not to help him to not take hits. But man, he is scary good. And I think uh, Troy, Aikman, uh, Troy Aikman, uh, Tony Romo said it watching the Patriots game. He said it. This they're just not a fast team. The Patriots aren't a fast team. The Dolphins are a fast team. I know that sounds simplistic, but it's true. There weren't uh, uh, Mac Jones doesn't have great weapons. He doesn't have a Tyreek Hill, obviously, but or, or anything close to that, who can get open and get separation. I think uh, Mac Jones is a good player, not good enough. Unfortunately, for, to get the Patriots in the playoff hunt, I'll be shocked if they do. A couple other shockers, Arizona beating Dallas, which is not good for New England because they got Dallas. They're in Dallas next week. At Dallas is coming off a loss to Arizona, and Texas crushes the Jaguars. You and Montante were all in on the Jags. I'm not. I'm get- never all in on the Jaguars because Trevor Lawrence stinks, and I've been saying that. And I still went against my own judgment and took them anyways because the the Texans have sucked for years now, and uh, Trevor Lawrence well, is completely yeah. officially a hundred thousand percent dead to me. Dead to you? Dead well, to it doesn't me. doesn't feel like the AFC. I mean, hell, the Bengals could go to zero and three. They play tonight. Joe Burrow is questionable. That's going to be incredible. If the Bengals could just just end up you know out of the race and it becomes a bills dolphins race down the stretch in the division patriots could be a spoiler against those two teams but they are not on the same level and uh, it begins with the uh, quarterback and the offensive coordinator the offensive coach they they i mean i feel like i could coach up uh zach wilson just get rid of it if it's incomplete i'm okay with it get rid of it drop you, back three steps and throw it you, as soon as he hesitates it's over he, he he hesitates like it's you know he's in the backyard or something well go that way go that way get rid of it or you know tuck and run if you want but the longer you stand there the more chance it is that you're going to get hit the pocket's going to collapse you're going to get forced to run it's just it's just a bad look. An NFL quarterback can't do that. Of course, he's not really an NFL quarterback. And his backup, this guy Boyle, whatever it is, Tim Boyle from Green Bay, he's worse than that? Are you telling me he was backing up Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay? I didn't play a lot, but he's worse than that? You forgot, you forgot Zach Wilson's favorite move during the game, which would scramble for like two seconds and then throw the ball about 17 rows into the stands. <laughs> that was his yeah. move. I mean, he was, wasn't was afraid to throw an incompletion, I guess, but he was afraid to throw a pick, and they're apparently going to stick with him, and it's going to get nasty and ugly. They're playing the Chiefs. They'll go to whatever. That'll be one and three. All those people on our list that we had was, you know, Matt Ryan and Gardner Minshew. By the way, Gardner Minshew won a game. He looks like he's about five foot eight. He is. He's got the long hair. He's the, he doesn't look like he can play the position. Zach Wilson does. But when, when Minshew, you know, knows, he's smart enough to know he's got to get rid of the ball. He knows you got to get in some kind of rhythm. And Zach Wilson doesn't understand that. Well, it's too bad. I would like to have seen Aaron Rodgers in New York, see what he could have done with that team because they got some players. They got some good players, but they're all fighting already. How do you think that's going to go if Zach Wilson does that? 
you know, three, four, five more weeks. It is going to get see, nasty the, in New York. Their running back, um, I forget, I forget which one got in the face of the running backs coach and was screaming at him on the sideline. So it's a, it's a full blown mess over there. I know, and it's going to get worse. So the Patriots probably won't finish in the cellar, but they sure ain't in the same class as Miami. But all right, that will do it for today. What is it, the Bengals? Uh, Against two oh, Rams tonight. Yep. Not a bad one, except if Burrow's not playing. That's I, I need to see Burrow. I need to see some good quarterback play after uh, looking at Zach Wilson all day yesterday. <laughs> that will do it. Thanks for uh, everyone for to listen. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we'll do it again tomorrow. God save the Queen, man. Am I the only one here tonight? Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not Who thinks it Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.